Welcome back to the Gathering Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Travis, and uh, of course, you can't forget Will. Will, how are things? Things are going okay. We are all kind of stuck in this quarantine, although we're kind of not obeying right now. Well, we are recording this podcast. We're about six feet away. We are six feet away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking into my mic. You're talking into your mic. Those right. are like screens in front of our, <laughs> our faces, so we're good there. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, today is Good Friday. Good Friday. You know what's funny is uh, my my son once he's like, why do they call it Good Friday when, you know, it, isn't it bad that Jesus died? Sure. And uh, so that was awesome. It was a nice little segue into, into why it was good uh, Christ dying on the cross. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, and... Uh, so Saturday, the 11th, we were actually supposed to have our next gathering breakfast. Boo. We can't do it. Boo. Yeah. Uh, we cannot do that. I, I'm going to have bacon on Saturday. Oh, we have just, to. Just because, yeah. you know, because it's like I'm, I've gotten used to that. And we've had, uh, you know, obviously I've had bacon since the last gathering. Um, actually, my wife made bacon pancakes fantastic ah. cook the ba- instead of like bacon with your pancakes there's a song about bacon pancakes there is yeah. we were singing it the whole time <clears throat> uh but yeah no so i definitely going to have some bacon for sure yeah definitely and so b- because we can't gather on uh, the 11th we thought we'd throw out a little extra podcast here for you listeners and we're going to try to keep it somewhat short maybe 2 or 3 hours minimum uh however we just want to do a podcast just to on, on today, on Good Friday, just to kind of get your mind right on what this day means for us for believers. Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, you, you we were talking about this earlier, but um, really, I think Christians across the board have just gotten so, um, what's the word, like just desensitized desensitized to um, the magnitude of the cross and exactly what went down. And, uh, you know, you hear it over and over again and it, you know, it really does. I, I remember growing up um, and I, I I briefly touched on this in one of the last podcasts, but um, you know, I grew up in the church. I, I, ever since I can remember every, you know, every week they did a little theatric about, the, the crucifixion and, you know, there's some red stripes painted on a, uh, you know, shirtless dude and, oh yeah, it looks so bad, you know, whatever. But, uh, it really wasn't until I, I, th- I had to be about 11, uh, cause my dad died, um, shortly after that. So, uh, but I remember watching, uh, it, it wasn't the passion that hadn't come out, come out yet, but, um, it was just a representation and it really went into like, it was a lot more graphic and I just remember like, it really hit me for the first time how bad it was. And that wasn't even, I mean, that was, you know, cinema quality graphic, uh, what 25 years ago. Sure. So, um, yeah. And then even, um, uh, Fast forward a few years, I think I was uh, 
actually we had a we had a, a day off. Um, I think I was in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, um, getting ready to ship overseas when the Passion actually came out and it was in theaters. And I went to see it with a buddy of mine, and um, <laughs> remind me to tell you a story. It's probably not podcast <laughs> uh, po- podcast ready, but uh, um, about the ride home after that, uh, yeah. watching that movie. But yeah, so we, we watched the, uh, the passion and even that, like that is pretty graphic. Um, oh yeah, it is, but it's not even close, man. It's not even close to, to the magnitude. So I, I think it's good to just kind of point out, um, just how gruesome everything was, uh, but yeah, don't let me don't let me jump ahead too far. So yeah, sure, yeah. So so these are some of the things we're going to talk about today for you. Uh, other than the fact that yeah, we we how many times have we heard the message of the cross of the gospel that Jesus died and we we believe it we know it to be true that Jesus died for our sins. But how often do we actually take time to meditate on? what that really means. And and so today just take this podcast as a means to spur you in that that direction. Uh the I guess I, I see three main points for the cross. Uh but before we get really get into that, let's just for a moment and I know not all of our listeners are believers. For a moment and for this podcast, let's just sure, yeah. Let's make the assumption that our listeners are. So if if you don't if if you've never heard um the story of the cross, uh you're you're gonna wanna pause this. <laughs> you're gonna wanna pause this, you're gonna wanna do some reading and uh and then get back to us because um it really is something that we're gonna go into a little bit more detail in. Um, actually I'm not going to go into a little more detail. Uh, Will's already more than prepared for this and, uh, I'm going to hopefully offer, uh, my fair share of thoughts, but, um, yeah. So, yeah. If, so if you want to go back, you, you can actually look up in scripture, uh, Mark 27 or, uh, Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23, or John 19 are where you can find in the gospels, the story of the crucifixion. Um, but just for, for sake of time, let's assume our listeners are believers, which means they believe that Jesus is God in human form. He lived a sinless life, uh, that he died on the cross for our sins, was buried, defeated death, rose three days, and is now sitting uh, with the Father and will come again. Okay. Um, if those things are something you don't believe in, absolutely, by all means, talk to someone that you know who does believe in them or send us an email, something. Uh, we'll have to probably do a podcast about maybe our, sure, talk a little sure, bit about yeah. our testimonies or just something. We could get so much into this. And uh, so for sake of time, we're not getting into that part. So three main points of the cross that I see are uh, propitiation, redemption, and justification. And so propitiation is essentially uh, averting God's wrath by sacrifice. So, so we have a God who is 
creator of all, um, holy, and requires complete holiness in return. Something we can't offer him. In the Old Testament, we see how uh, people would sacrifice animals and sacrifice food and different and, and things not like just, that. And not just any animal, but animals no, that but, represented um, a represented like a, a, a perfection. Like yeah, a, so a, what specific a animal are you thinking about? Thinking of the lamb. Yeah. Lamb or <laughs> a, uh, the doves, you yeah, know. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. so a lamb. Um, Jesus is often referred to as the lamb. The lamb. So we, they would have to not sacrifice. My, not my favorite representation animals. of Jesus, by the way. No, but, no, uh, no. I'm definitely more of a <laughs> lion of the lion. tribe of Judah. He's, he's both. Uh, the Old Testament wasn't a complete you know, propitiation. They'd have to continually come back and sure. sacrifice. Yeah, it wasn't like a final thought. So what Jesus now gives us is that f- finality, one sacrifice for all men, for all sins, that allows us to not have to sacrifice our any more on our own. Sure, yep. Um, so we see propitiation in the cross. We also see redemption. So the result of that sacrifice, of Jesus fulfilling the Father's wrath, we see redemption. We see that the payment for our sins has been paid and we receive, we can receive that forgiveness. The third thing is justification. So what, what this propitiation, the sacrifice um, and the forgiveness, what does it mean for us? And so we see justification. It means that God's righteousness, remember we're talking about a all holy, righteous creator, God, his righteousness, the righteousness of his son, of Jesus, is now imputed to us. So, yeah, like, so <laughs> funny that this comes up. Um, <laughs> we, uh, my bride and I, <clears throat> we were, uh, um, we had a, a couple minutes. It was like, I wasn't ready to go to bed. Sometimes I don't like to go to bed when I should go to bed because going to bed makes Story me realize my life. that, you know, if I go to bed now, that just means I wake up and I have to go to work. And not that I don't like my job, but it, it's it's still going to work. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so so sometimes I like to squeak out another thirty minutes or so. So uh, we were watching uh, The Simpsons, and uh, it was kind of funny because they were talking. It was Jesus a, died for that too. It was <laughs> Jesus died for that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so so we were watching The Simpsons, and they were talking about uh, heaven. And uh, how, like, wow, man, uh, <clears throat> like, I, I guess it was like this uh, right-hand angel here. And uh, he was basically saying how, you know, um, man, numbers are pretty low. You know, maybe we could uh, make a few different exceptions. Like, uh, you know, uh, the, these this particular group of people, they're, they're good people. They're good-meaning people. You know, maybe, maybe we can let them in, whatever. And, and uh, it just kind of, it just kind of made me think, like, man, the, just the, the misconstrued uh, idea that heaven is for generally good people when heaven's for only perfection, only yeah. perfect people, only perfect. And that means none of us, absolutely zero right. of us yeah. qualify and therefore need the justification through Jesus Christ. Um, but no, yeah, anyway, so yeah, this came up and it just 
Just no. Just so last so week, something so. good came from the Simpsons. I'm glad to hear. <laughs> Uh, so, so those are more than just entertainment <laughs> value. <laughs> Depending on who who you are as a listener, you may have never even heard of the word redemption or propitiation or justification. And so those are just really briefly. Those are some three, like the three main points of the cross that we see. And uh, I have a quote here that I want to read um, from the Cross of Christ by John Stott. It's actually like a summary of a quote from that book. Uh, but it, it just gives us a glimpse of, of what the cross is. It says, God reveals the depth of his grace and love and simultaneously displays his wrath and justice in the same act of the cross. At the same time, God justifies the sinner and condemns the sin. Mm. Like... <laughs> There's so much in that little, those two sentences. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I don't want to, I don't want to get off on that, but man, like there's, there's so much we could talk about just on that because that is probably the hardest thing to do. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to point anything else specifically, but, um, there are a couple specific topics that my wife and I personally have, um, wrestled with how do we support this person and show love for this person and be for this person um, despite the um, the the choices that they're making the the yeah. um, the blatantly wrong choices that they're making or um, and and it's it's tough for us to practice as human beings but Christ did it perfectly it was so yeah. awesome um, it's it's amazing. I think sometimes, sometimes maybe we focus too much on um, that that lamb side, um, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know I'm imperfect and that's okay because Jesus loves me anyway, uh, which is absolutely true. But I didn't. That rhymed, dude. I didn't even try. I thought you got that from like no, Sunday school. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh, so, but no. I mean, um, there's there still is that. Uh, um, that other aspect that, yeah, there's going to be judgment someday as well. So um, it's it's really tough, especially I think for um, us as humanity, you know, humanity in, in itself to um, to to practice that. Uh, but but God just does it just He just does it so well. It's it's amazing, and uh, I think that's why why we need to be more in tune with Him. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So as believers. We understand that today is the day, you know, over 2,000 years ago that Jesus did this. He died on the cross for our sins. And, like, when, when we hear that, like, what, what do you guys think of? Because our minds could go a thousand different places. But how do we make it a reality for us rather than just a truth to know? But how do we, how do we experience it? And so... To help us with that, uh, a good friend of mine, Dan Cole, and I, probably close to 10 years ago, we were writing a few different devotions on a blog website, and a specific article we wrote, we just titled it Crucifixion Article, but we spent a few weeks of, of research, of scripture, uh, historical research, 
basically just because like the reason we're doing this podcast, people just became desensitized to sure. Yeah. You know, the story of God's greatest sacrifice. Yeah. I, I, I love the article um, for, for someone like myself, who's, who's um, maybe not necessarily dedicated a few weeks to just doing all that in-depth research, but definitely it have, wasn't like 24 seven have, have heard those uh, uh, have, have heard those facts and the, uh, the definitions behind them. Um, it was definitely, it was something more uh, as a reiterating thing for me. Um, but I will just mention it's not a three to five minute read. <laughs> so, so that's a little inside joke. Uh, it's also yeah. not an hour. <laughs> it's too. not. I, it didn't take me an hour. I'm just saying. So I told Trav that it was only. Hey, it's like, hey, read this article. Three minutes, three to five, five minutes. minutes if you really want to get into it. It's a little bit longer than that. I think. Oh, it's you five pages. It's five pages, <laughs> and that's not double spaced, is it? Yeah, or it's, it's it? like yeah, it's like one. It's like half. one and a half. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs> Uh, anyways, anyway, so we we put together this article, and it's not exhaustive, but it kind of it's definitely worth a read. Yeah, it goes into the just the hours before Christ's death, and then the actual crucifixion and Christ's death, and what it means for us. And so, without having to like read the whole thing, you know, we'll of course put a URL link in the description. So please, by all means, go in. And spend some time and read the article. Uh, it'll definitely benefit you. Uh, but just some things we want to talk about is from from Luke, we see that prior to Christ being crucified, prior to him being arrested, we see that he's praying in the garden. And if you guys know the story, he is pleading with the Father God the Father to let this cup pass. And it's a stressful time. And so what I want to point out from that, there's a lot in the article, but what I want to point out is that there's an actual medical term for something here called hematidrosis. Okay, and before you get into that, yeah. if I could, um, I just want to say like um, – this was this was a tough decision. Like I, I think so many so many people think that um, if I'm doing God's will, then it's going to be easy. It's going to be a piece of cake. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy every minute of it, right? But um, Jesus Himself is a prime example that, that this is not the case. Um, that there's like he he was pleading at this point. Um, right for another way. I mean, like, he, is there he, is there another way out? He came to Earth knowing what he was going to have to do, and now hours before, even though he's God, and so he knows he's in the Father's will. Sure, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's still he, yeah, he's struggling. He's, he is one hundred percent God and one hundred percent human, and that human side has to face the pain that's a, that's that's coming. Um, yeah. So, so so Scripture says that. Uh, his sweat became like drops of blood. And when I first read that, I'm like, wow, like the metaphors are, you know, it's not a metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's an actual medical term called hematidrosis. Under extreme stress, the, 
the, the blood vessels around your sweat glands can actually burst. And so your sweat can actually be blood tinted. And, and so what this does, though, is this causes extreme pain throughout your body. All those little uh, blood capsules, lots of sweat, lots of sensitivity, lots of sensitivity, which is very important for what Christ is about to endure. So from then he gets arrested. He's then scourged. Uh, The scourging that the Romans did, they, it was so horrible that it was illegal to be done to actual Roman citizens. Uh, They, they reserved it. For the foreigners, <laughs> the aliens. <laughs> and so essentially what it was is two Roman legionnaires, so soldiers, big soldiers, right, uh, would have whips. Uh, they, it's called the cat of nine tails. Each whip would have, you know, fragments of bone or lead weights on to these long leather, probably six, seven foot leather thongs. And when you say each whip, it's one whip with how many strands? One whip with... I would assume nine cat and nine tails. Yeah, nine <laughs> strands. So and each of these each strands of these have strands. these yes. things, and so they would perform thirty-nine blows to to your back. When the cat scratches me, <laughs> uh, it hurts. Like the nail gets down under there, and then they pull away, and it rips the skin. Like I can't imagine. Actual sure. pieces of bone in your back sure. and getting stuck and ripping your skin. And, and well, and imagine purposefully. And imagine the the speed that that's happening. It's it's mm. probably not. I mean, yes, it's it's fast. But you know, I've talked to guys that have uh, you know maybe touched their leg with a chainsaw and they're like, "Man, I, I barely felt it because oh. it's so quick. Yeah, it's such a high speed." But this is you know this is a man, you know. At whatever speed he can move his arm, which is a heck of a lot slower than the chainsaw. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, just shredding you. And then if it gets stuck in your back, you I got to yank it. Pull like it out. A, like a mm. fish hook getting caught in a weed or something. Lovely. And so each one of these hits would leave inch deep, two inches long, you know, lacerations. And there's nine on each. And and these are like bone fragments and stuff. So we're not talking like it's razor sharp. blade lacerations. We're talking like ripped, shredded, not jagged. Yeah. And then so for each one of these, not only would it hurt, but his whole body's already sensitive right. from hematidrosis. They then put a crown of thorns on his head and forced it down. I want to talk a little about the cross, though. So, so all all this leading up to the cross. Sure, yeah. Because it's they, not it's not an easy death. the 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 fact that the fact that he's still alive is quite <laughs> sure, yeah, quite crazy. Um, please read the article, guys. I mean, There's seriously, so much more it's in it. it's take you know take ten minutes out of your day and read the article. Um, it's uh, it's definitely worth it. There's definitely so much more that goes uh, into um, just the the graphic nature of it all. But, you know, the, the, um, at this point, the, you know, the backbone was exposed, you know, so for, for the, even the possibility of, let's say at this point, this is all that happened and Christ was never placed on the cross. 
the probability of um, massive infection through the exposed spine would most likely lead to death anyway. Sure. Like you, you're pretty much done for anyway. Um, well, they, they, the Romans assumed that 40 lashes would kill you. So they always called it 40 minus one. So they, <laughs> so 40 killed people. So we'll only give you 39. Yeah. Right. And, and so Jesus then is forced to carry his own cross. And so when we see pictures of the cross, we see like chainsaw cut sure, <laughs> crosses yeah. and yeah, pressure treated wood. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when in reality, historically it would be, you know, they didn't have planers back then guys. No, it'd be a natural piece of wood bark still on it. You know, the beam itself is probably, you know, a hundred, 150, 150 pounds. And so as he's carrying this, you know, it's rubbing on that back mm. on his back. Mm. Uh. Grinding into the fresh wounds. You know, muscle probably getting caught. Shreds of muscle. Maybe even some exposed nerves that are just hanging there, getting caught in the bark. It's rough. So this is the physical stuff. He's also mocked during it all. He's betrayed by his own disciples. Uh, Just all around, just defeat. And and I know we would be defeated. Oh, man, I'd have been defeated by last probably two. And and none of <laughs> us not one. None of us would willingly endure this. Sure, yeah. Uh, but although Jesus suffered through all of this, uh, he went into this atrocious mental, physical, and spiritual agony on purpose because his love for you and me. Not only did he do that, he did it joyfully. And and here's the thing, the purpose was not even because, because, because he loves me, because he loves you, because he loves the listeners, not because he loves them and he thinks that they're going to do something great and so he's going to put himself through this. Mm-hmm. He's doing it because he loves you, period, regardless of the fact that you will not, I'm going to say that one more time, you will not amount to anything worthy of eternity in heaven. You won't. You just, you can't. It's impossible. One bad thought, you're done, right? So, So he did this. He did this to give us that opportunity, to afford us the ability to be forgiven and and spend eternity in heaven which is not the uh the boring place that it's uh mm-hmm. uh portrayed to be on the simpsons <laughs> sure yeah. it's it's the only place of life after death um yeah. what really gets me is that he not only did he do this for us out of love but he did he he demonstrated his own love for us while we were yet sinners, yeah. you he know, here's, for us. here's what, here's what kills me. Someone mentioned to me once, you know, um, when you're in a moment of sin, mm-hmm. think about the fact that you don't have to go to Christ and ask forgiveness because you've already been forgiven because he did that knowing that you were still going to make these mistakes. You were still going to choose yourself 
over him. And that, my gosh, like just it eats away at me at those times that I'm being self-indulgent or mm-hmm. or um, when I catch myself in the middle of yelling at my kids for something, not showing a Christ-like attitude. It's like, oh, you know, it really does. I mean, it catches me off guard sometimes. Sure, and, and our enemy can use those times to put guilt on us. Sure, absolutely. That, oh, Jesus did totally. this for us. Totally, yeah. We are, we are unworthy. Yeah. To how how dare you? Yeah. Oh, you're you're so you're nothing. And which which makes this next point. Maybe he didn't do it for you, you know, that type of thing. Oh gosh. If if Jesus is enduring all this pain and he's up on the cross and the Romans were man, they were good at killing people because they knew exactly where to put the nails in, where the guy wouldn't he wouldn't bleed to death, but it would inflict the most pain. It was they they were masters. And so Jesus on the cross, he says a handful of, of sayings and each time having to pull himself up to take a breath Mm. those nails pushing on you know his body weight on those nails his back scratching along that cross to utter some words we need to pay attention to what jesus said when he was on the cross because it's not like he just he was just chit-chatting right it's important and so i want to bring our attention to the last thing that Jesus said on the cross right before giving up his life. He said, and I don't know how to say it. Can I, can I, yeah, go right can ahead. I interject, yeah, real, interject quick. real quick? Um, so you, you mentioned giving up his life and I want to bring mm-hmm. that to a point because mm-hmm. um, I've definitely uh, spoken with a few folks that have said, um, I think what you'll find is that Jesus died on the cross uh, from a, stab wound to the chest. No. Uh, and actually, uh, like scientifically, um, you know, the, the words are, they pierced his chest and blood and water flowed. And from a medical standpoint, that actually proves he was dead beforehand. And they knew this. They were masters of killing people, right? Yeah. So they, they knew this, and that's why they did it. They were checking to see if he was still alive because a person that was still alive, like your your body is struggling to breathe. It's struggling mm-hmm. for air. So when they pierce you, when you can't no when when you can no longer lift yourself up to take that breath or to exhale that breath, um, and your body is starving for oxygen, if you're still alive, as soon as that chest is pierced, your body's going to suck in air. Um and uh, anybody who's been in the military knows that it's called a sucking chest wound, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, it's your body striving, your body, your live body striving to breathe. So when blood and water flowed, that's a that's a scientific um, evidence that uh, Christ was dead at that point. He had given his life at that point. Yeah. So uh, the crucifixion was not a quick death, and purposefully. Sure, it was yeah, not a right. quick death. So the fact that Jesus was not on there for days in dying from asphyxiation, but that he died, he said this way, he said, uh, it is finished to tell us die, mm. and then died, uh, goes to show that he gave up his life. Yes. It wasn't that he died because of all these things. He chose the moment to die for us. So to tell us die, I happen to have a tattoo and uh, with a handful of other guys. Ooh. 
No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, uh, sorry, that's part of my upbringing. <laughs> that says to telestai. To telestai is a Greek word that means it is finished. So Jesus said it is finished. What is finished? What is he talking about? His death? Like, yeah, okay, I'm about to die? Like, is his death finished? Like, what does it mean? And you had a little bit to you say know, beforehand. You know, I don't and, know if you wanna... and uh, I think for the sake of time, I mean, okay. we could we could probably dedicate oh. a whole, we could probably dedicate a whole podcast just sure. to um, what is finished, but... Um, we should. Uh, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should. Sure. Maybe we will. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, your, essentially your story, yeah. the story, his purpose, your purpose, the, the purpose of creation in and of itself is finished at that point. Yeah. So, so I got the tattoo of Tetelestai on my wrist because it reminds me that it's finished, that when I feel that guilt we were talking about, because of my sins, it it's finished. Jesus died once and for all, for all of my sins. So when guilt starts to creep in, I have to remind myself, just look at my wrist. No, it's done. The guilt is gone. He knew you were going to sin yeah. prior to dying on the cross. He still did it knowing, like, that's why he did it, right? right? Yeah. There's, there's nothing we can do, nothing we should do to try to make up for our sins because sure, sure. there's only one way f- to get eternal life. And that's through Jesus. That's through this sacrifice on the cross through his death and it's finished. So not only is it talking about our sins are done, that there's nothing we can do to pay for our sins, that they're finished, they're paid for. But at that time, they would they would stamp this to Telestai on legal documents. Uh, say you had a banknote, a mortgage. When you paid that mortgage off, they would stamp it to Telestai, meaning it's paid in full. There, there's not anything we have to add as a son of God. There's nothing we it's can over. do. It's, it's over. Done. It's finished. And so, if anything, on Good Friday today, remember that Jesus died for you, for all of your sins. There's nothing you can do. That he completed God's, or he he took God's wrath completely and perfectly so that we don't have to. That it's finished. It's finished. And at that moment, the veil in the temple was torn. The veil representing, um, you know, the line that not the average man can cross. That only, you know, those uh, dedicated to life service with Christ, you know, life service with God um, can can cross that line. And, uh, and you need a mediator between you and God. Well, no longer. Um, Christ, Christ finished that plan. It's a new covenant. And, um, and we immediately receive the ability to go directly to God, commune directly with him and have a personal one-on-one relationship. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And and just so 
what do we do now? Uh, I just want, I wanted this to be a little shorter, <laughs> but after listening to this, just, just try to take some time, uh, get, get alone someplace, be quiet and maybe read through the gospel accounts in Matthew 27, Mark 15, Luke 23 and John 19 of the crucifixion. What Jesus did for you. Take some time to meditate on it and, and search the depth of God's love. And then let that change you. And we need to mimic that same love, and sacrifice, and forgiveness to those around us. Uh, and so during this uh, quarantine, though, uh, we're going to have a historical Easter where we're not going to be able to gather anymore on, on Easter. And, sure. and so it's, it's a unique situation that I think we can make the most of it. Um, and to paraphrase a quote also by uh, Dan Cole, he said, we'll be celebrating Easter by doing exactly what the disciples were doing on that Sunday. By locking the door and staying inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and Jesus, is our, Jesus is already in our hearts. And even if he wasn't, the locked door didn't stop him then, and it's not going to stop him now. That's right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this episode up, and uh, thank you all for listening. Um, enjoy your Easter. Enjoy your families. Uh, make the best out of this quarantine. Since we can't get together for the gathering, uh, we've selected a few. Um, yeah, we're starting a new series. We're going to have uh, once a week um, little, yeah, little messages. <laughs> so we timed that completely wrong. Let's uh, let's just get back into that a little bit more, shall we? <laughs> hit the music. So, yeah, hit the music for the outro. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, we were discussing this. Where are we going to throw the intro or the uh, outro for we're this? We're out of time but, again. Yeah, Anyways, we're yeah. still over on time. But um, yeah, so uh, through a podcast, uh, discovered a book um, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. Uh, found it very interesting. And there's a chapter in there dis that discusses the 12 fears um, that men have about church. Uh, I thought it was rather interesting. And um, I think what we're going to do, we're going to actually, I know what we're going to do. We're, do. we're starting a series. It's going to be a weekly series. Um, so you can listen more since we can't get together. And uh, yeah, once a week, we're going to cover those 12 for the next uh, 12 weeks. So sure. Please stay tuned for that and give it a listen. Look forward to hearing uh, from from you <laughs> through the email and uh, hope you're staying healthy. <laughs> <laughs>